0: I'm going to take a few minutes to reflect on the scriptures that I read uh, throughout uh, the morning so far. Uh, last week, we, we looked at Matthew's story. Uh, Matthew emphasized particularly how uh, the coming of Jesus was the next page or the next chapter uh, in the same story. Uh, that was his emphasis. That's what he t- tells us in his gospel story of Christmas. Uh, but Luke gives us a, a different perspective, and I've labeled this message a uh, portal. Uh, unlike, unlike Matthew, who really emphasizes the continuation of the story, Luke emphasizes the way in which heaven opens up at Christmas and comes into our experience. Um, and so and so we, we can think about that a little bit. And, and the interesting um, comparison that comes there is, in Matthew's gospel, we found a confrontation. The main people in the story were, were Herod and the wise men. And they reacted to this intrusion into history of the, of the Messiah, of the Son of God, in very different ways. And those are still the ways open to us when we're confronted with Christmas, either to reject the claims it makes, the interruption it makes to our life story, or like the wise man, to, to begin to move our lives into alignment with the story Uh, of the gospel, of the good news. The emphasis that Luke gives is very different. They cross, they're the same story, just emphasizing different details from it. And here we have not a confrontation, but a message of comfort and joy. And so we come first to Mary. Uh, Mary, for all intents and purposes, as far as we can tell, an ordinary young woman uh, with ordinary expectation and hopes and dreams. Uh, soon to be married, probably expecting to, to have children and a family and a, and a quiet life uh, of, of home and work and, uh, and the day-to-day uh, activities of, of food and birthdays and all of those things. And into this uh, situation, the portal opens, heaven comes in and the angel Gabriel is suddenly with her. And uh, it's, quite a, it's quite a shock to her. But, but just listen to the words that are spoken at that time when heaven breaks in. Favored, God is with you. Do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. And we have here these, these words of comfort. I mean I mean, what could be more comforting than the assurance that you have found favor with God? And we we know that the reason this is the way it is is because of her attitude, because of her response. Be it unto me as God has said, your will be done. A response of faith, a response of acceptance, a response of submission to God's will. And God's double declaration to her is, you have found favor with God. And those are the words of comfort that Christmas brings to every one of you uh, when you have that attitude that Mary did. When God's word comes, the Messiah appears, and we have a choice to accept it or reject it. And if we accept it, then we too are among the favored. And this brings great comfort and great joy. The next character is Elizabeth. Well, actually, the main character is John the Baptist, who is not yet born. Uh, but we we have this this exclamation: the Holy Spirit comes, and the, and Elizabeth gives out a glad cry, a loud cry of joy. Uh, it's not quite as dramatic as an angel physically appearing before her, but it is still uh, an obvious knowledge of God's presence uh, to all of those, all four present uh, in that in that moment, and uh, and the. The words of Elizabeth are the words that I want you to remember from this morning. Blessing and honor. Blessed are you, Elizabeth says to Mary, because you believed. Blessed are you because you believed. And we can say that. I can say that to all of you this Christmas as you receive this same message that Elizabeth received. The Savior is here. Blessed are you because you believed, and it brings great comfort and joy. The next stage of the story is a little bit darker. As uh, Mary and Joseph travel from from Nazareth down to Bethlehem, it seems like a tiring, long journey in our imagination. And then to not have a place to stay uh, at the arrival of a baby, a very nervous time for any first-time mother. Uh, And so it, it darkens a little bit. But we see here, this is where Luke's story intersects with Matthew's story because here the emphasis is on the fact that the Savior would come from Bethlehem. And so God found a way to bring, uh, bring them there. But it's just a prelude. It's just the setup for the main act of this story. And the main act comes in the shepherds. And we have, um, we have this perhaps the most uh, dramatic appearance through the portal from heaven. Not that heaven's far away, but the curtains are drawn back and the shepherds for a few minutes, or maybe it was an hour. I don't know how long the angels were there. It doesn't say. But the, the curtains between the spiritual, between the realm of heaven and angels, uh, pulls back and the shepherds can see and experience as if they were there with God in heaven for a, for a short time and uh, perhaps the most dramatic in all of history. And the words, listen to the words that are used to describe this. Do not be afraid, again, good news, great joy, Savior, Messiah, Lord, hosts praising God, glory, astonishment, and then the result of glorifying and praising God as they depart from the from the stable, those are words of great joy. Those are words of great comfort. Those are words of uh, that that bring healing to a broken world. And this is what the shepherds experienced. So, in Luke's story of the gospel, we have, or, I mean, of the nativity, we have this this situation described to us where ordinary people. In Matthew's story, it's kings and. And, and, and kings from afar and kings from close, and, and it's that kind of story. But here in Luke's story, perhaps this is why it's normally our favorite rendition or account of the nativity. We have ordinary people, people that we could easily imagine being. People who go to work, people who get the night shift, people who hope to have children and be married. Ordinary people. And it is here with the ordinary people that the doors of heaven open most widely and they experience, they see the truth that those who believe will be blessed. And that even on a dark night with the uh, uncertainty of giving birth in a stable, even in that night, however dark it gets, There is reason for hope. Because a Messiah is coming. A Messiah has come. The long expected joy. Maybe this morning, even as we prayed earlier, or as you uh, got up or lay in bed trying to sleep, there's a heaviness for some of you, for many of you. How dark is the night? How long is the journey? This story brings us the the assurance that we can remain hopeful, that we will be blessed if we believe, that the Holy Spirit comes and visits us, each one in different ways, not necessarily on our command, on our perfect timing, but on God's perfect timing. So reach out to him, as Mary did, and believe. There will be comfort and joy for those who are honored by God. The doorway is open between heaven and earth. Jesus has opened it for us. We're going to invite you to sing a closing song with the worship team. And then Lindsay will say our benediction.